Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammy. Hello, Cammy. Hello, Bryant. Cammy, we're it's just you and me. It's just us. This is, yeah, it's been it's been so busy and packed, and it's about to be more of that. But we have this little semblance where we're just talking about myth and history, and right now. Greek. And Roman myth and history. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Back to yep, our roots. We're going to the OG stuff, keeping it simple. Um, welcome, though. If, if you're new, this is I'm Brian. That's Cammie. We like to talk about myth. We will try and present you a story. Like today, we're going to go, like I said, back to the Greek and Roman stuff. This is more Roman-y, it looks like, I should say. Um, but we're going to give you a story, and then we're going to talk about some of the stuff behind it. And... Today we're going with uh, Spider Woman, <laughs> Arachne, uh, which is, I really like this. This is fun. Um, this thankfully it's not as deep as Medusa. I this is Medusa is never going to be lived down as the most complicated psychoanalytic <laughs> myth we've ever graced. So please go back to that episode if you want to just like have your brain scratched for a little while because it still scratches mine. But yeah, yeah, we we've we just had uh, Rob's on and talked about fish, and we talked about Queen Maeve with our friend Debbie uh, helping us pronounce stuff. So we had the last two episodes. If you ha- if you haven't heard them, check them out. We had really good guest episodes. But today is good old vanilla, simple mystery with a Roman Greek Greco Roman myth. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cami, are you ready to regale us with the story? Absolutely. I want to thank Abby who brought us or brought this myth to our attention. Yes. She called it snarky. I'd agree. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Athena being Athena. Speaking of like Medusa's Medusa problems. Also, speaking of which, I used Ovid's Metamorphosis by, well, the translation by Charles Martin. So I am actually using all of the Roman names. Cool. Yeah. So I'll be Minerva. saying Minerva. <laughs> yep. Which is, yeah, Athena uh, to the Romans, yeah. In all of Greece, in fact the world, there was no weaver more skilled than Arachne. Her brilliant tapestries brought fame to her humble home of Lydia. Her father was a dyer by trade, and the deep purple he achieved from his dyeing process was highly sought out by every mortal who saw it. Lydia was abuzz with people who wanted to catch a glimpse of the wool being spent on Arachne's humble loom. The people would praise Minerva for teaching the child so well, but Arachne rejected such goddess worship. She was self-taught, she would say. It was hard work and practice which led to her talents. The gods were not deaf to her words, and Minerva herself decided to come down to the mortal plane in disguise of an old woman to warn Arachne of her crime of hubris. But our heroine was unfazed by the old woman's warning, She maintained that it was her own dedication and not a godly gift that brought people from faraway lands to watch the weaver work. And if Minerva herself was so inclined, she could come down right now and hold a weaving contest to settle the matter. Minerva was enraged at these words and threw off her robe, revealing her true form. Arachne was nervous at the sight of the goddess, but stuck to her word. They both began weaving. 
Minerva is quick to display her contest with Neptune to claim the city now known as Athens. Neptune, with his trident, offers the glory of water from the sea, but Minerva, ever two steps ahead, sticks her spear into the ground and produces a fully formed olive tree, heavy with ripe fruit. The twelve gods, all seated in judgment behind the two, as the goddess is crowned the winner. Next, she portrays, in each corner of the tapestry, a contest where a mortal is punished for the crime of hubris. Rodope and Hamas turn to mountains for assuming the names of the gods, Juno defeating Garana and turning her into a crane, Antigone being transformed into a stork, and Cinerus treading upon his daughter's limbs that were steps to the temple, his eyes filled with, with tears which seemed to drop from the fabric. Arachne, not fearing the goddess's warnings, began by depicting the many romps of Jove himself, the god turning himself into bulls and swans and gold to trick mortal women. She did not stop at Jove. She called out Neptune for coming to, wom to a woman as a bull, and Bacchus with his magic grapes and Saturn as a horse. No god was spared from ridicule, and when she was done, the crafty gods appeared as nothing more than ridiculous petty tyrants who seemed to leap from the canvas, straying so far from piety. No one, not a god or mortal, could find one flaw in Arachne's work. But Minerva, stricken with selfish pride, rips the work and, and threw her spindle at Arachne's face. The mortal was so struck with self-awareness of her own pride she wept in intense sorrow and self-pity and brought the wool to her throat to try to hang herself with it. But Minerva stopped her, thinking this punishment too ill-fitting. She sprinkled the child with the herb of Hecate, and Arachne shrunk and drew, grew black hair about her body and legs. She was left with a single bit of thread so she could weave forever, the beautiful creation springing forth from her hard body for eternity. Kenny, that's great. Thank you for giving us the most uh, important weave-off in history <laughs> and how it just depicts how Minerva is yet again just a uh, spoiled little brat of Zeus. That's what happens when you pop out next, right? <laughs> no, this is really great. Uh, I, I get this is one of the myths where, um, one, it's, I, I realized we, we, haven't, we always kind of go on the Greek side of things, and we mentioned Ovid a lot, of course. Virgil, but we always kind of go Greek, so I, I liked seeing a lot of the Roman names and and references. Uh, and and you know I, I know the word we know the word arachnid for spider, and it's cool because this is this is it this is where it came from. This story helped form that word and how we classify spiders uh, and things like that. So I have to give credit. This is one of the greatest sites that we've used when it comes to this. It's the first. I I don't find it in Google anymore. I go to it first. It's theoi.com, T-H-E-O-I.com. T -H -E -O -I .com. Super great. They're awesome. If you ever want to just kind of go down a rabbit hole of Greek stuff with a little more, like, you know, Wikipedia, of course, is a great way to start. But this goes a little further, and it will show you who wrote what, when, and then usually have copies of it. So you can read a, a, a scan or, you know, a a copy of Ovid's uh, Metamorphosis, things like that. Um, but I use them, of course, Wikipedia, um, goddessathena.org. Someone has a you know, love of her, apparently, and greekmythology.com. So this 
what's what's cool about this story when we talk about you know, there's a, there are a lot of allusions, like I said, to Medusa, where it's there's a lot going on. It's a well-known story. Athena meddles with a woman and changes changes her into things just because. And there's a bull too. I think there was a bull in Medusa, right? Wasn't there? But it seems like this wasn't as well known as a story. Like um, Gorgons, the and and the Medusa tale seems to go pretty far back. We don't really have that same semblance with uh, the story of Arachne. In fact, Ovid's uh, telling is really the first uh, like source. And remember, Ovid was around in uh, 43 to 7, 43 BCE to seventeen CE. So he was there when. Um, during a very important time in, in Roman history. And it seems like he used – so th- there's a fun word, and, and we've, we've used a different version of it or, or different ways of talking of this, the, the word aetology, aetology, that's it, aetology, which is sort of origin myth. This is sort of origin myth regarding uh, spiders' web-spinning abilities and works as sort of a cautionary tale – against hubris towards the gods for for mortals of course you, if you're mortal stop it you can't you can't be the gods um and and it's it's also there's some really cool things so ovid uh was around during this time augustus you may have heard of him he uh was the dude who basically made the romans republic the roman empire and um, in this time period, so I'm kind of quoting here, uh, at the time, weaving was a common metaphor for poetry, which is something we would absolutely use today, you know, spin a tale, and so, or, or weave a tale. And therefore, uh, Arachne's um, artistry and Athena's kind of irrational censorship is sort of an allegory towards Ovid's uh, censorship under Augustus. And so... It's wild to think, like we think of like political cartoons and and things like that. This is sort of like political mythology, in a way. This whole story could be seen as as Ovid's expression of this. And again, even like like Theoi, it it has nothing that goes beyond this, uh, source wise. This is this is really it. Maybe Arachne was the word Arachne. Now it, it's so the. The word is a cognate with the Latin word Irenaeus, so and it's it's a Romanized word from from the ancient Greek. So I think Arachne is the, the ancient Greek term from and shares you know it's a cognate with Irenaeus. So perhaps there was uh, and, and which means spider. So I mean surely there was you know spiders were mentioned in mythology, but it doesn't seem like there was anything so important like this, and, and nor was this story. And, you know, again, Minerva is the name of who's in here, not Athena um, in the sources. So there is uh, a Greek uh, historical um, dude, a alien, um, or a, sorry, that's not really how it's pronounced, probably. Aelian, 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 that's probably it. I got to work on my Greek. So he was, he was just a, a, a philosopher historian um and he was from the second and third century a.d so uh, about a hundred years after ovid claudius uh, yeah claudius alienaeus is the uh, roman name um and he mentioned in in uh, his historical works uh, a greek rhetoric uh spiders neither know nor wish to know the art and practice of weaving the gifts of the goddesses um uh, to 
Athena, who uh, or he he uses the name um, Ergane or Daimona, which uh, ref is is likely reference to. So Ergane is the is is Athena as the goddess of crafts. So a little god inception there for you. So Alien is probably alluding to the tale of Arachne. So it, it's likely Ovid's version kind of got popular, and Alien uh, or Alienus uh, uses this sort of in his rhetoric that he's writing. And so, and, and again, it, it looks like he's playing on the hubris there. So spiders neither know nor wish to know the art and practice of weaving the gifts of uh, Athena, basically, of the goddess Athena. So I guess, that, like, yeah, I'd say, like, you know, they, they don't want to touch on her skills or something like that. And and that's it's interesting. I don't know if Ovid would have realized, you know, Ergane. There's there's a whole article on her. Uh, Theoi says may refer to Athena, patron goddess of craftsmen and artisans. And funny enough, um, Ergane is a genus of jumping spider, so it kind of goes full circle there. <laughs> um, where Athena, her her alter ego is turned into a spider genius, uh, but. I don't know if Ovid would have had the understanding of the, the connection of Ergane being Athena as the goddess of crafts, if, or if he was familiar with that. I, it's hard to, to be able to tell that. I couldn't really with my looks, uh, with my looking into it. Um, but it was it was talked about more. Uh, Virgil mentions um, Arachne, and uh, much later Dante Alighieri uh, uses. Arachne in uh, the Inferno, in the first part of the Inferno, and he's using it to describe this monster, Geryon, which is an old beast in Greek uh, mythology. In fact, it's part of the ten, uh, it's the tenth labor of, of Hercules, or, of Her- or Heracles. He has to fight uh, this, this monster. The interesting thing, though, is while uh, Dante uses Arachne to describe Geryon, Geryon was never seen spider-like. Geryon was very like serpent-like or dragon-like, uh, hydra-like. If if you have that kind of image in your head from you know what we know, but it was never, it wasn't so much like. Um, it, it was interesting that he used that idea of of her uh, of Arachne because it wasn't really there wasn't really a connection between Arachne and Carrion. So, um, yeah, th- this is it's a really straightforward tale, and it. it the 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 use of 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 the the weaving a story spinning a tale that's kind of seen too uh theoi mentions that more as well and some of the other sources so it just sort of seems like a, a an interesting tale but it, it seems like the motivation for this story specifically the way it is is because of ovid's um censorship ovid's you know having to live under uh an oppressive regime and so beyond that, it looks like everyone else who sort of mentions him uh, or mentions Arachne or, or an Ovid's version is sort of just kind of paying homage to Ovid's version in a way, Ovid's Tory. Um, so, yeah, it's it's nice. This is a, a pretty straightforward thing and no psychoanalysis like <laughs> Medusa gave us. Uh, it's just kind of interesting to see if if there was sort of any story like this uh, i mean it, it this seems like a pretty you know standard thing mortal versus god mortal thinks they're the best but the it's just so funny because they they're the story metamorphosis it's like she was literally the best like she was the best and and minerva just can't handle that 
Like, well, I can't right. handle her saying I am the yeah, best. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, like the opposite of hubris because you're right. saying this thing that's true yeah. and you're the only crime is saying you're better than the gods, even though it's true. Right. Yeah, that's a really great point. I mean, it, it's what Theoi talks about, too, is that she kind of refused to honor the gods and with this skill. Um and well so, Ovid did that too like he would not he was not pious he didn't you know he, he wasn't bowing down to Rome with his work so that just brings it full circle back to him right yeah um and and interestingly enough too Arachne she wasn't immediately turned into uh a spider she was uh she she killed herself she hung herself funny enough well, ironically enough. Um, and so th- there could be some weaving orb string there. But then Minerva's like, nope, nope, we're com- we're bringing you back. And you're going to be a spider now because, I don't know, do retribution or whatever. I'm a little brat. So, yeah, that's cool. That could I, That's interesting that you mentioned that Ovid didn't want – wasn't pious in that sense. But he, he clearly liked, you know, used this material in his writing. So maybe, yeah, Arachne was this – so she she's – she is so good at what she did. She refused to kind of like say, oh, it's all thanks to the gods. And so the gods drove her to shame, such shame that she killed herself. And then Arachne, or and then Minerva brings her back and then turns her into the, the creature designed to weave, you know? It's, it's yeah, that's wild. All right, see, now we're going to psychoanalysis. <laughs> that's, that's someone else's college paper. I'm not doing that right now. Um, <laughs> that, that reminds me of like people saying Medusa it, it, it could have they thought it was a punishment that um, Medusa was turned into the Gorgon beast that could turn men into stone but some people say that it was her um, Athena granting her the ability to just stop you know m- men from attacking her from, from getting to her she's like well guess what you can look at them and they'll boom they're statues so maybe you know it, it, it reminds me of that a little bit where it's this endowment but it's like oh yeah you like weaving go ahead Weaves <laughs> forever. Weaves. Do it, spider. So, yeah. And Theoi at the top, Arachnes is the Greek, the ancient Greek word for it. Um, Arachnes is the Roman word. So, uh, or the cognate. So, same same word, you know, for for both systems. But it's interesting. And her name is just spider. As a as a girl, she's just, hey, I'm spider. How's it going? <laughs> um, but yeah. So, very interesting story. Very straightforward for the most part, but doesn't seem to have deeper roots past Ovid's metamorphosis. And again, you know, that was the turn of the the Roman world um, and is likely a political allegory for, for what was kind of going on at the time. The oppression of poets not being, especially one who's not pious. And um, Augustus certainly was pious in his own way. So there, there could have been some tension there regarding how he he was um we do have some you know other people virgil Pliny the elder um i didn't mention what he wrote about but he he does uh, and then this greek dude alien um alien that's i don't know i can't pronounce it alien too many we need more consonants in there but yeah so that's that's essentially it now you know very straightforward for the most part um, there's some really cool stuff there. So Theoi, you really should check it out if you need some more stuff to, to Roman and Greek stuff to take over your day. But uh, Cami, thank you for your story. That was a great adaptation of it. 
that really showed how petty Minerva is, no matter what her name is. And uh, I hope that's what Abby was kind of referring to. I don't know if maybe she's in the Yeah, I think it was just the tapestries that were being weaved because you had Minerva weaving tapestries talking about Mm. the punishment of mortals for their hubris. And then you had this mortal going, oh, yeah, well, (laughs) here's all the things the gods did wrong. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, excellent. Um, Everyone, uh, like I said, we've had a busy last couple weeks and we've got some events coming up the next couple weeks. Facebook's probably the best way to kind of get the most information on those. But remember, um, you can actually, you can just go to Myth Story. That's your one word, story with an I-E, mystery.com takes you to our landing page that we've got. So you can uh, kind of go from there, threadless.mystery.com or mystery.threadless.com. Which one is it? Why can you never remember this? flip it yeah it's one of two <laughs> it's mythstory.threadless.com mythstory.threadless.com you can buy some nice little merchandise if you'd like there but um email us too at mystery at gmail if you have any feedback or suggestions or if you think i should have talked more about spiders this episode if i missed something <laughs> important let us know so we will always be happy to take the feedback talk about it shout outs and all that good stuff and especially if you have ideas for future myths we've got some really cool stuff uh, we just did like a nice add to our big board of topics so we've got some cool stuff but yes please check us out the next big events coming up and uh give us any feedback you got so i think that's it right kimmy i think so (laughs) excellent well everyone we will see you next time